This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. Welcome to Inside the Jungle, your show for Auburn basketball. I am your co-host, Chandler Pullman, and I'm joined alongside my friend, Jace Phillips, and and his dog, Lutz. Lutz, what's going on? Okay, cool. Um, so, Lutz doesn't have a lot to say. Um, he just kind of looked at me like I got three heads. Um, but, Jace, how's it going? It's going pretty good, Chandler. Feeling tired, but, but doing good. So, Auburn basketball season is officially over. It is. Um, the Tigers ended the season twenty-one and thirteen on the year, and um, just initial, just real quick, initial thoughts on the season as a whole. Um, um, I thought with the with the roster that we had, um, and just kind of with the level of competition there was this year, I felt like this was, you know, obviously the standards changed since Bruce has gotten here and made the Final Four and. And all of that, but for the for the roster we have and had, and for the schedule we had, I felt like it was a pretty successful season um, to not only make the big dance but also um, get to the round of thirty two. Yeah, I I would agree. I wouldn't say we overachieved, but I also wouldn't say we underachieved. Not at all. I would say we about met expectations. Um, I think from the beginning, this was kind of technically a rebuilding year, um, right. if you will, say, if you would say that. And um, but this but, was not a bad year by any means. No, I, I've seen, but, so I've seen, you know, s- several comments of, of people just kind of talking about how disappointing of a year it is. But and let me tell you, if a disappointing year and for Auburn basketball now is making the round of thirty two, then then I'll take it. <laughs> Then they weren't around, they weren't around for Tony Barbie. Uh, no, they were not. <laughs> um, because you're talking about disappointment. Tony Barbie is the definition of disappointment. Um, but I won't get too sidetracked by that that awful man. Um, sorry, Tony, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> but um, Bruce Pearl, yes, has obviously gotten Auburn to a new standard new expectations, and has Auburn basketball to a new place. And that is a good, good thing um, that Auburn has going for them. Um, But let's go ahead and review the two games of the NCAA tournament um, real fast, and then uh, we can talk about kind of the the season as a whole, the roster turnover, and and things like that. But – Jace, why don't you start us with Iowa? All right. Um, well, first of all, I got to attend this game, and let me just tell you, that was so much fun. Um, you know, not only getting to go to a tournament game, but just to kind of see the, tu- the turnout and just to kind of see um, Legacy Arena turn into Neville Arena away from home. Um, you know, it was a lot of fun, great atmosphere. Um, I was really proud with the way – we played, and especially in the second half, pulling away. Um, the biggest takeaway, um, you know, for me from that game, looking towards the future, was what we got out of Trey Donaldson. Yeah, I uh, I was highly impressed with Trey. Um, w- watching that Iowa game from home, um, sadly, because I am a teacher and I have to work. and um, But seeing... I think Auburn got major uh, a major favor 
in getting to play in Birmingham. Um, or, excuse me, I'm sorry, Bammerham. Um, getting to play in Bammerham um, at the Legacy Arena, I think that was, I mean, because Birmingham, Birmingham's only two hours from Auburn. So getting to play there was a major favor from the committee, and um, I think Auburn took advantage of that opportunity. Um, Auburn defeated Iowa. Um, and what do you think the keys to the game were, Jace? Um, I, I think a big key was, you know, especially for most of the game, obviously there at the end they started hitting them. But I felt like we defended the three-point shot about as, about as good as we could. Um, you know, they, they really struggled from three at the beginning of the game. Um, and really for the most of the first half and really those last few minutes, uh, sort of turned it on, um, getting the ball in the paint, I felt like was huge. Janai Broom, 19 points, 12 rebounds. Um, you know, Janai has, has struggled in some of these bigger games against better opponents down the stretch. And so to see him really kind of just take over that game, I mean, they really had no answer for Janai Broom there for for a big part of the game. Yeah, I mean, that, and that was surprising to me because Iowa has, their starting lineup, I'm not going to get this exactly correct, but I I know that it is tall. Yeah, um, they're, def- they're, I mean, they're they, a whole team. The, the shortest get, starter, I think, was like 6'3", and then 6'5", shooting guard, 6'7", small forward, 6'9", power forward, and maybe like 6'10", center. That's a big team. And for Janai to be the force that he was during that game, what says a ton about Janai and um, and about his hopefully his future um, next year with the Auburn Tigers. Um, and I also want to mention just the the we on I think on the last episode we talked about how Auburn had to have all five guys going, had to have all five guys in force. Um, in order to succeed. And Auburn had five guys. It wasn't the five guys maybe that we thought, um, excluding, I believe, K.D. Johnson. Yeah. Um, but you substitute Trey Donaldson in for K.D., and Auburn had all five guys in double digits. Yeah. Um, with Trey Donaldson, Allen Flanagan, Wendell Green, Jalen Williams, and Janai Broom all being in double digits. And I think that KD was in double digits too. So I add that to the five. So and I mean you've got when you've got six guys in double digits. I mean you're not going to lose many basketball games, if any. No, that that is a, a ton of uh, diversified scoring, and that shows true team basketball. Yeah, I mean, what about I mean even um, like the re- the rebounding that we got when they came in. I mean we had. Flanagan, I mean, not only scoring ten points, but also getting ten boards. Yeah, that was uh, that was that was huge um, from Flan from Allen, and um, I cannot say enough good things about how Allen Allen Flanagan kind of had a rebound year from last year. Um, he struggled last year um, all around, and then this year. He was kind of back to his freshman self and was a kind of a standout. Um, I would say the three best players for Auburn this year were Janai Broom, Wendell Green, and Alan Flanagan. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, Jalen Williams, he contributed a lot. So I don't want to 
leave him he out. He did. He um, did. Uh, but but it does seem like when it came to a big game and a big moment when we really needed them, those three are the ones that did rise up. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. But let's move on and uh, go ahead and talk about the Houston basketball game. And um, I think my uh, my Bammer friend, uh, I don't know if I should say his name on this podcast, Hunter Johnson may say it best when he says um, – but he talks about Alabama basketball like this. But he says it was a tale of two halves. Yep. And that could not be more true with the Auburn game versus Houston. And I think was it last episode that I said um, um, Auburn, when playing at its best, can beat anybody in the nation. Yeah. Auburn, when they're not playing as good, they can get defeated by anybody in the nation. I agree. And, buddy, we saw that all in one game. Yeah. So I mean, and and a, and a lot of it was the game plan. I mean, for for Houston in the second half. I mean, credit to, to Coach Sampson and Houston for coming out. I mean, they shut us down in the second half. I mean, we came out. We didn't have the same intensity. I mean, to come out up by 10 on a one seed, and, and you've got a lot of fans behind you, I mean – I don't. I don't necessarily know that it's that you know we weren't ready as much as they just really made good adjustments. Um, yep. And you know you've got to make free throws to win games. We shot fifty two percent from the free throw line, nineteen for thirty six. I mean, you can't miss free throws and and beat teams that are better than you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It seemed like at the end of the game, they were fouling Janai on purpose because yeah. they why, knew. Why wouldn't you? You know, they knew that he was not going to make free throws. And I'm not bashing Janai by any means, but that was just kind of a. But it really it seems to be a struggle. I mean, I've seen it across college basketball this year. Is it is rare to find a player that consistently makes free throws? Yeah, I, I mean, looking at the SEC. And, I mean, I'm not saying that the definition of a good free throw shooter is 90%. No. I mean, that's a great free throw shooter. Right. But free throw shooters, I would say, above 70, 75%. I would would say we're solid free throw shooters. And there's not that many above 75% um, in in the nation or in the SEC. Nope. Um, But, yes – Houston was definitely a tale of two halves. Um, Auburn led 41-31 to 31 at halftime. During the second half, Auburn got outscored 50-23. to 23. Let me say that again. 50-23. to 23. Got outscored by 27 points. And I do think Auburn played very bad basketball the second half, but I think a ton of it was just what Houston did. I mean, complimenting Houston's style of play and and their efforts, um, I think, had a lot to do with how Auburn played. And that was, 
just quite unfortunate, but it was that's how it went. Yeah, it did, and I mean, I know that you know they can you know he can say he wasn't a hundred percent he he was hurt you know whatever, but let me just tell you that Sasser he could have fooled me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, five for nine from the three point line, twenty two points. Sasser um, and I mean, what's that other guard's name? Uh, Shed. Shed. He had ten and uh, yeah. a big game for uh, Trayvon Mark. Uh, he had twenty six points and nine rebounds. Oh yeah, Trayvon Mark. He was making everything. Everything in that second half. I mean, that dude was on fire. Um, so, but overall, a good fun season yep. of Auburn basketball and. Um, who knows? I think, I mean, with Bruce Pearl at the helm, I think you got to trust Bruce Pearl. Um, but now, I guess we will get into the 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 story of um, roster, um, how the roster will look next year, and I don't think it'll look at all similar to this year. No. Um, and I mean, we will just have to see how many people transfer. Or come back. Um, how many people come back? What kind of newcomers we get? I mean... And boy, is there a ton of them out there. Let me just tell you. Yeah. College basketball, I mean, it has... The transfer portal, just like any collegiate sport now, it has changed it completely. I mean, you, you can go from, you know, being the worst team in the NIT one year to maybe having a chance to make a national title run the next year. I mean, it is it has changed that much. Yeah, I would agree, and... What uh, Fairly Dickinson, um, they went four and twenty-two last year. Yeah, four wins and twenty-two losses, and then this year they win their conference uh, tournament, and then they go into I don't know where the game was played, but they they go in and play Purdue, a number one seed, and defeat Purdue, um, the number one seed, and Purdue. Let me. I, I think I remember this is one of the biggest, tallest teams in the nation. Yes, they, I believe they are the tallest. Yeah. And, and Fairleigh Dickinson, I believe, is the, sh- Was the shortest. Was the shortest or smallest team yeah. in the nation. That just shows you on any given night, any team can beat anybody. Um, That's why we if, play games in March. If they believe. Uh-huh. Thanks, John Rothstein. <laughs> um, but, but yes, that, that, that's what makes college basketball so special. Um, and I mean, any I think college baseball is similar, but college football. I mean, you no, see some upsets. I mean, but, there's but, gonna be upsets, but no, there's not. You're not gonna see uh, what is it? Fairly Dickinson go up against the University of Alabama and defeat University of Alabama's football team. That's just not gonna happen. Um, but in college basketball. Upsets are possible, and upsets will will happen, um, and we have seen proof of that in this tournament. But yeah, and uh, I and actually I don't I I mean I didn't get to watch the whole game, but I want to say fairly Dick, fairly Dickinson led a good part of that game, if not yeah most of all of yeah, it. They did, but getting back to Auburn, um, we have learned in the past few days that Yoan Traor has entered the transfer portal. And I think that was kind of to be expected yeah. um, with Janai 
potentially coming back. Jalen uh, Williams potentially c- taking his COVID year and coming back. I think that was kind of to be expected right. because Yoan struggled this year. He did. We did not see a whole lot from Yoan, and I think that I think that potentially is a good move for both sides. Yoan and Auburn um, could could benefit from I that. Um, but the surprise was Chance Westry. I will say that Chance Westry, he probably, I mean, he did less than Yoan this year. I mean, he redshirted most of the year. But Chance Westry was expected to be a a big-time part of the team next year. Yeah. And to hear his name entered into the transfer portal was a pretty big surprise um, for myself. What did you think about that, Jace? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a big surprise. I mean, Chance is someone that I think Bruce saw a lot of potential in, and, um, you know, I I felt like he could have really been a big piece of this team. And and I will say that it's hard to really know what we're going to miss not having him or what we won't miss not having him because, you know, he only played a little this year, and he didn't show anything that just, you know, mesmerized you or made you think, oh, man, I can't wait till he's healthy. But – we, he also was a freshman, and he also played very few games, so it was kind of hard to tell. So definitely a big shocker, but um, I definitely don't know that he was a player that, you know, the next big thing to where he you can't get someone as talented. Yeah, I agree. And who knows what is left to come. I mean, I mean everybody's heard rumors here, rumors there, right. but until I see, until we see definitive proof that they have entered the transfer portal or they say they're leaving we're not going to uh, speculate anything because I don't feel like that's that's right to do but no. um I will say Aiden Holloway um man that I'm, I'm excited All- I'm excited about did that did you watch that McDonald's All-American game I did not wow but, um, I mean he showed I believe he had 17 points Wow. 17 points, and I know he had 17 in, in the third quarter, and, and he could have scored again, but believe it or you know, and I understand that those are not necessarily games where you're just playing the players that are scoring, but he really did not touch the ball or play very much in the second half um, because I believe he either had 10 or 12 at, at, at the half and only played. So he scored 17 points, and don't quote me on that. I'm pretty sure it's 17. It could be more, but I know it's at least 17. And he, he did not hardly play many minutes. Hmm. Um, but I do know that when he was in, um, I believe his team was down by, I think, 16. And when he came in, they went on a run to cut it to about two or three. Yeah. Um, ending with, with a three um, right before the buzzer at half. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I've seen highlights of Aiden. I'm very excited about about his potential he just, and what he, he will bring to the team. He's got a very, very good basketball IQ, and um, you know, and they they interviewed him, um, you know, at the game, and you know, they were asking him about you know players he looked up to and why he looked up to him, and um, I can't remember exactly what player he said, but you know, the reason he said he looked up to him was um, just his smarts of the game of basketball and his IQ and how he, you know, he was able to read things and, and know, um, you know, different play designs or, or zone, be able to identify zones right away and just knowing the game. Okay. And, I, I, you know, I felt like that was something that was huge. And, and he gave Auburn a shout-out talking about how 
playing in front of the jungle and um, obviously just how impactful Bruce has been in his recruitment and um, just, you know, all the reasons that he chose Auburn and really highlighted Auburn, but he just knows how to get to the goal. And I feel like, you know, that's something that Jared Harper could do and Sharif Cooper could do so well. And, and seeing him just get to the goal so easy um, and even against bigger defenders and being able to draw those fouls, that's something that is really, really going to be big um, ha- yeah. having on the court. And, and the ability to just flat out shoot. I mean, he can shoot from anywhere on the court. He can pull up from mid-range. He can pull up from three. He's just a pure shooter and pure scorer, and that's something that we really kind of miss this year, just having that consistent um, guy that we could go to in those big moments when we needed it. We missed the big guy in the moment uh, this year, big time. Multiple games. Um, Yes, multiple games. Um, We missed that guy. Right. Um, And that's not that's not a knock to the to what we have, but if you if you give us that guy with what we have, I mean, it makes everybody else that much better. Yeah. I mean. Yep. So. I agree. I mean, if went and I think that something that would be huge is if we could, you know, having somebody like Aiden and. And Wendell playing with Aiden is Wendell would have opportunities to get open shots off the ball, and I think that that's something that would really increase his ability to not only get open from three, but his percentage would go up. I think yeah. um, being able to play off the ball and get those open shots. Yeah, I think I think the point guard position we're pretty set. I mean, whether it be Wendell, whether it be Aiden, whether yeah. it be Trey Donaldson, I think we're pretty in pretty good shape. I agree. Um, point guard wise. What would you say would be um, our biggest, our two biggest needs going into next year, mm-hmm. position-wise? I think a two-guard, yeah. a shooting guard that can shoot the three-ball mm-hmm. is a huge need for Auburn. Um, and I believe a small forward would be the other need. Um, I mean, you th- I mean, we think that Allen Flanagan's coming back, but who knows? Um, right. Who knows? You got Chris Moore. You, you mean you don't yeah. know? You forget. You know you forget about Chris Moore sometimes. But you, you know he could potentially come back. And but yeah, I would love to see a three guard or a two and a three that could play some some good quality minutes. Yeah. Um, I'd also like to get one, and I know that I told you too. But I feel like we really kind of have one other big need is to get one more big um, yeah. that can really compete with Janai. Um, and not only push Janai, but kind of just be there to not only, you know, get, can play with Janai, but also that can come in off the bench and consistently score. Um, you know, Dylan Cardwell has plays with as much heart and passion as anybody on our team, but he he's just always kind of struggled to score the basketball. He, he's always defended the ball pretty well, and he plays harder than anybody. And, you know, that's what I love about Dylan. But he has struggled to score some, so having another big that can come in and give you some points and um, and some rebounds down low, I think would be a huge addition to help Janai out. Yeah, um, I think that that we could use another big, like you said. But Jace, right now I'm putting you on the spot, and I don't think I, I know there's going to be a lot of additions. I'll, hopefully, not a lot of subtractions, but we know of two already. Starting lineup, if you had to make the starting lineup with the people that you know are going to be or that we think are going to be on Auburn basketball next year, um, what is your starting lineup? Hmm. No pressure. 
with the players we've got right now with that the, are still on the team. With the players that we have and the players that we have coming in, um, high school-wise, um, because n- none of the transfer portal people have been announced, um, what would you think would be your starting lineup? Um, I think my starting lineup would be Aiden Holloway at the one. Um, I think that um, either Wendell or KD at the two. Um, to kind of just kind of depending on you know who kind of beats who who out um, at three. Um, I think you've got Flanagan. Um, if if something happens to where Flanagan goes pro or he or he does pursue other options um, other than Auburn, then I think you know maybe you see a guy like Chris Moore get a chance at that role. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at the four, obviously if Jalen comes back, I think it's it's pretty obvious he would have a good shot of getting that four. Okay. Um, but it, you know, if Flanagan's back, that could potentially also be uh, Chris Moore at the four. If if Jalen were to leave and Flanagan were to come back, um, and then obviously Janai at the five. Um, but I, I think that I'm very interested to see just between um, Aiden Holloway and Wendell and Katie and Trey. I mean, you could potentially see Trey and um, Aiden be your one and two. I mean, I, that, I'm not ruling out that possibility, but I, I think it's really a toss-up there with those four guards. Um, but I, but I'm, I'm having confidence that I think Aiden Holloway, whether he's the one or two, he will be in the starting lineup. Well, we will see. Um, and our, I think our last bit of discussion um, really quick is um, just your thoughts on the NCAA tournament so far this year and the Final Four um, who's going to win it all? Well, who, I mean, who would have thought, I mean, not having a single one seed, two seed, or three seed yep. in the in the final four, I mean, yeah. I sure wouldn't have thought it. Um, and honestly, you know, looking at the four teams that are there, one of them I thought had a good shot of getting there, but the and other UConn. three, UConn, you know, I thought they had a, a legitimate good shot to get there. Um but the other three, man, um, you know, that's yeah. that is an interesting and a fun final four I'm looking forward to. But to get, answer your question, um, I think that UConn gets it done. Um, and as much as I would, I'm pulling for Florida Atlantic to go all the way. Um, I'm afraid their luck might run out. They're not luck, but I'm afraid you know their offense might run out because San Diego State's defense. Um, I think it's just going to be too much for Florida Atlantic. Um, yeah, you better not say luck with Florida Atlantic. No, I mean, I, they, Florida, they're thirty-five and three on the year. They are, but so. I don't. I didn't mean luck. Their offensive um, power here in this off season, um, I think it just it's not enough against that Aztec defense. But I do think that UConn will cut down the nets, and I think they'll get it done just simply because I don't think San Diego State can score enough to beat UConn. But something interesting that I did learn about UConn is that they have three players that um, do that you know are actively Muslim, and Ramadan is going on right now. And so their diet window, they can only eat at certain times of the day. And so they will not be able to eat before that game against Miami, but in that diet window. So I'm, you know, that might not have anything to play into it, but I'm just thinking you're playing a game 
to advance to the national championship. Um, you know, that's just an interesting fact I learned, yeah. you know, the other day. That that could really play a role in that game. Jace is he doing his research here. I love it. Doing research for the Inside the Jungle podcast. I mean, if when you come to Inside the Jungle, you better expect to hear the the most discreet, hardcore, intense facts from Jace Phillips because Jace will provide you with those. Um, but for my opinion, I'm gonna say FAU pulls it out. I hope you're right. And I'm gonna go a different way. I'm gonna say Miami. Uh, or this is what I'm hoping for. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if this will happen. I think any four, any one of the four teams. I think any one of the four could could win a national championship. I agree. But what I'm hoping for is a Southern Florida national championship. FAU versus Miami. The two campuses are, I think, probably twenty to thirty miles apart. Um, how epic would it be? to see a Southern Florida um, FAU versus Miami National Championship. That would be amazing. I think that, w- that would be awesome. And, and honestly, that, that is what I'm rooting for as well. Um, but I, I went with my heart and my bracket, and I saw where that got me. And so I'm kind of starting to go with my, my brain now, and that, that's why I'm picking San Diego State and UConn. But I hope that I'm proven wrong again. Well, my brain, uh, I went. I did a – brain bracket and I did a heart bracket and my heart bracket's doing way better than my brain bracket well. so um, who knows what will happen <laughs> this is it's college basketball um, and I'm trying to think of some John Rothstein quote right now but I can't think of one well, um, and who knows you know one of these players especially from a place like Florida Atlantic where you know it's just a smaller school and the opportunities in the NIL round, you know, they might not be as big. Um, who knows? One, a player on that roster could be your next Auburn Tiger. That's right. That's right. But um, we will see. And um, I think that's about it for uh, for the 2022-2023 Auburn Tigers basketball season. Unless you have anything else, Jace. That's about it. Well, until next time. Um, we are signing off. War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagles.